Introducing the Two-Way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the Two-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the Two-Way for yourself at newbalance.com. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the Go 24-7 podcast, an emergency edition of the podcast on this Monday as uh, LSU Bama week has begun uh, with quite the run of news. I'm Billy Ambody. With me is Shay Dixon. We are going to break down what was a busy Monday press conference for Ed Ogeron and starting with the probably the biggest news out of it all. And Shay, that is that LSU is de- dealing with a very serious COVID-19 outbreak. Uh, among the players that uh, are available, one, T.J. Finley, the quarterback, true freshman, is available. Other than that, doesn't appear like any other quarterbacks are available. LSU is down to no tight ends per multiple reports. Uh, there are a lot of issues going on with LSU. The secondary is another one that's been noted. Ed Ogeron wouldn't get into details, but Shea, uh, it's very clear that LSU – uh, not only had its hands full with Alabama before this COVID-19 outbreak, but now uh, it could be even worse if this game is in fact played. Yeah, I mean, look, this is kind of a worst case scenario for a team that's already been down on scholarship numbers. They've been working through the whole season in that range of 60-something scholarship players. 53 is the threshold that the SEC says, hey, look, uh, beyond this, if you want to play the game, you can elect to. The SEC is going to, to kind of look at all of uh, um, each scenario and determine kind of a, a safety measure and, and what when you should play and maybe shouldn't if you're below that threshold. And, and we've heard now reports and talked to people who said that probably by midweek uh, we're going to know something uh, that, that Orgeron revealed that they started to know about positive tests uh, a little more than a week ago. So after Halloween, they lost to Auburn. That was Halloween night. Um, there were reports of guys being out that night and coming back the next week and testing positive. And Coach O said that's when it began. It pours into this week. And having so many players in quarantine, so like not everybody who's out is tested positive, obviously, but because of contact tracing and uh, all of the rules they, or all of the kind of guidelines they wrote in place through the SEC and with medical officials ahead of the season is that's really what's hit them hard is uh, now the numbers have boomed because of how many guys they've had to put into quarantine. You mentioned all the guys that won't be available at the different spots, most notably tight end and quarterback. Um, but we don't know specifics on guys that are out there, who has it, who doesn't, or who's definitely uh, quarantined because they have COVID or who's just in quarantine. And potentially, uh, as the week goes on, Billy, could get out of quarantine. How long are they in it for? Ten days? When did that begin? Those are things we don't know the answer to. But O, o said, look, we've been talking about this with the medical people throughout um, we know from talking around to people that they've talked to the SEC, which means Bama knows that with, you know, what's going on with everything. And by midweek, I think we'll know. I think right now it feels a bit like that Florida game where it was, okay, well, I don't really see how you're going to play this if you're below the scholarship number, most likely. And you have this many guys of importance, as Orgeron said, a lot of starters. He said there are starters uh, who are out or, or in quarantine. So it will be interesting to see. I think the one notable thing, Billy, is that you say, okay, postpone the game, and that's not really a, an option or it would take some adjustment because 
LSU's already used up their bye week that was uh, placed for situations like these for uh, after the season in between the final regular season game and then in the SEC championship game. LSU's not going to be playing in that one, certainly, but teams like Bama very well could be, and certainly Florida. Florida's going to want to get their game in against LSU, which was postponed because of their positive COVID tests from, what, October to uh, December, I think, 12th, which is the weekend before the SEC championship. So there is nowhere to move this game if it's not this weekend. Yeah, it's it's going to be something we'll have to wait and see on. Obviously, it's it's pretty fresh. It's pretty raw right now. We don't have as many details as I think we would all like to know uh, who who's going to be available, who's not. I think with a game like this, yeah, there's going to be some gamesmanship on uh, who could be available, who could not. I thought one thing was interesting. Zach von Rosenberg did take some scout team reps for LSU. The punter uh, and former uh, Major League Baseball pitching prospect was uh, out there running around with the quarterbacks a little bit last week. Uh, so. Look, this week is going to be very interesting, uh, waiting to uh, hear if the game will even happen. Uh, One thing we do know is that Miles Brennan is out, and if you listen to Ed Ogeron on his press conference, it certainly looked like he wasn't uh, overly optimistic for Miles Brennan's chances to play out the rest of the season. He mentioned they're talking about surgery and just shutting him down overall. Obviously, this injury is starting to linger uh, as he uh, went back to practice last week. Uh, and I think uh, now I think we can kind of uh, connect that dot to, you know, maybe the limited numbers uh, of quarterbacks that, that LSU appears to be going through right now uh, as Miles Brennan got back on the practice field. Uh, Ed Ogeron said Wednesday night last week that it didn't go well and uh, that uh, he was very doubt- doubtful for the game. And on Monday he announced that he is indeed out uh, for the LSU-Alabama game. So, no Miles Brennan. Looks like TJ Finley will be the starter at this point if, if the game is played, but uh, we'll kind of have to see what LSU's plan is at quarterback, uh, depending on who's available and whatnot. I mean, and it sounds like it's going to be TJ Finley. Look, as you said, oh, couldn't comment directly, but uh, we've got it through sources that at least last week uh, that Max Johnson was uh, not at practices and, and everyone is at least through sources that we've talked to, and it's been reported elsewhere that he was part of the quarantine guys. So could he be back later this week? Maybe so. Um, But they'll move through this week with TJ Finley likely as a starter. That's not the big surprise. I think most people anticipated that if Brennan was having trouble, even finishing a practice a week ago that, you know, in one week's time in a few days uh, that he would be ready to play a team like Alabama and the physical game that, that, excuse me, that comes with that. But I thought that, the biggest thing, biggest thing maybe to take away from the day, even beyond the LSU uh, Alabama game, was that O was pretty, it sounded defeated about Brennan's kind of status. And I think all along they've hoped it would heal quickly. Will it ultimately require surgery? We'll see. Uh, but it sounded like, okay, if he's not going to play for Bama and you've only got a handful of games left after that, four or so, uh, will he play at all? Uh, and it sounded like the answer would be no, but. He said, look, we'll leave it up to the medical staff and obviously Brennan's family and, and Miles would have a hand in that. But uh, it didn't sound like to me, and I've heard nothing to the contrary that would lead me to believe that Miles is playing anytime soon, especially if you're already rolling him out on Monday for this weekend. Well, and just where the season is at for LSU, uh, probably depending on the, what the injury exactly is. We've heard the abdominal tear, uh, you know, that that he's been kind of dealing with and just how uncomfortable that is. And, you know, 
I, I think it's one of those injuries that's probably, you know, you can't really judge it until you get out there and try it. I, uh, I'm a big hockey fan for anybody who doesn't listen to the pod or know me that well, but uh, our Tampa Bay Lightning captain, Steven Stamkos, had the same abdominal or a similar abdominal issue that he went through for much of the season. And it was kind of like a wait and see. He was shut down for the whole, you know, for a while. And then he finally got to the point where he was able to go and he, he re-aggravated it within you know, three minutes of playing hockey on, on the ice. So uh, those things are, are uh, tough to deal with. And, and uh, I believe he ended up getting surgery too. So it wouldn't shock me if Miles does end up getting surgery and, and having that repaired. And then he can go into the off season and, and get healthy and get ready for, uh, the 2021 season and you know hopefully spring ball and all those things if, if you know all of that gets back to normal and um, but yeah tough break for Miles Brennan I know that he waited so long for this opportunity and it, it certainly hasn't gone uh, the way he wanted it to and 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 that starts with his health I would I would say first and foremost but uh, so well wishes to him to get better soon Shay LSU did get some good news over the last week or so when uh, the nation's number two safety Derek Davis, Jr., out of Philadelphia, committed to LSU. A huge recruiting win for Ed Ogeron. They stayed hot with yet another commitment uh, this fall and a position of need. Uh, as Derek Davis d- jumps on board, they beat out Penn State and Ohio State, two teams that long had a lot of the momentum, at least, with this one. But you talked with his family probably more than anyone. Derek Davis, Jr., and his family checked out Baton Rouge uh, and did so a weekend before they were going to be making a decision for uh, his, where he was going to go to school. And lo and behold, he ends up committing to Bill Bush and uh, another high-end safety prospect for LSU. They now have the top two safeties in the 2021 recruiting class committed with Derek Davis Jr. and Sage Ryan. Shay, this is a this is a big land. I like him kind of similar to Jacoby Stevens. Could you know end up being somewhat of a hybrid linebacker type of safety. But again, uh, just a, a really quality recruiting win for LSU to keep that momentum rolling. Yeah, I mean, I thought this was huge uh, for a number of reasons. To go up to Pennsylvania, uh, to never have met the coaches face-to-face, uh, for them to have that final visit with his mother uh, when LSU was at Auburn uh, and losing the game. And they were still there on campus and took it all in. And it, it really checked out for him. And, and look, LSU needs safeties. I think that with Derek Davis, you get a solid, strong safety, a guy who um, certainly can help you in, in the next coming years. I think that Sage Ryan is someone you hope you can plug in early as a nickel or, or playing safety. And regardless, I think he's someone who's playing next season. And uh, Matthew Langwa, a true center fielder, I think, and, and probably the fastest guy that group coming out of Catholic of, of Point Capi. And they get a New Roads guy on board who I think is a true kind of sideline to sideline safety for him, which they need. Uh, and then they've got Corey G out of Atlanta. And he was that first safety to commit, Billy, but He's 6'3". He's now pushing 200. I was um, talking to a couple of both sources and then people in Georgia who said, look, don't count out the idea that he could grow into middle uh, or excuse me, an outside linebacker um, at LSU. So they've got options now, which is good in a year where they absolutely had to have safeties. And then uh, you've written about these guys plenty, but you pour into next year's class and you've already got two top 100 and, and top five safeties, top 100 players, top five safeties in Bryce Anderson uh, and who, uh, what? Uh, Brian Allen Jr. Uh, I was going to call him uh, a combo of their names, but Brian Allen Jr., Bryce Anderson, both big players out of Texas. Um, this is a good run, Billy, for a team that needs safeties. They're on the right track. Yeah, and it, it just goes to show you, I think, when we've been monitoring this 2021 class, 
going into this fall, you were starting to say, okay, how's LSU doing? You know, are they able to capitalize off in the national championship run? And as of late, they've been doing just that. Yes, they've gotten a couple of underrated commitments in Matthew Langlaw and, and Jack Besh here out of the state of Louisiana. But then they went and, you know, obviously Sage Ryan is from is an in-state prospect, but he's still a five-star high, high-end uh, prospect uh, that they get on board. And then they, a week later, get Derek Davis Jr. I mean, this is setting up well uh, for LSU to finish really strong on the recruiting front in 2021. Oh, absolutely. Four spots left. We could see them have a couple of current commits go elsewhere, a mutual party of ways, however you want to put it. Um, but four spots left now. Maybe that number grows a little bit, but but we know, and we'll talk more in the future about this. Not not for today's emergency pod, but it is, uh, it's the Tristan Lee and Mason Smith and Corey Foreman and um, and obviously Brian Thomas at Walker and, and guys like that. Maybe some more alignment. Uh, that they're searching for but we're starting to at least get a little bit more clear picture of how this might play out no doubt we'll continue to monitor it on go247.com quick reminder guys to leave us a rating leave us review and subscribe to the podcast and subscribe to go247.com it's gonna be a busy week lsu alabama still tentatively scheduled for uh five o'clock central time on cbs on saturday in tiger stadium which will come just after your uh, coverage of the Masters as well. So uh, at the very least, we have Masters weekend coming up. Uh, Shay, I don't know if you're a big golf guy, but uh, at least I'm pumped up about that part of it. We'll see if we have LSU-Bama following that. But guys, keep it locked on go247.com for all the latest on LSU-Bama. See if we'll have this one on Saturday uh, evening in Tiger Stadium. But till next time, guys, thanks for listening to this edition of the pod and have a good week. Okay. Picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road, any road, the steeper the better. Because my all new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.